This is the Parenting for Faith podcast from the Bible Reading Fellowship. Visit parentingforfaith.org for free online videos and resources and an eight-session course all about Parenting for Faith. You can also sign up for news, subscribe to this podcast, and find out about events and training in your area. Welcome to the Parenting for Faith podcast. My name is Anna Hawkin and I'm part of the team here at Parenting for Faith. Uh, As usual, we have an action-packed episode and I will explain what's coming up in just a minute. But before we do that, I wanted to tell you about something that is coming up in February. I know, the other side of Christmas, 2021, it's hard to get your head around. Um, But I wanted you guys to be the first to know about this because we're only just starting to tell people about it and make a bit of a splash. Um, So Rachel Turner has written a new book called Babies and Toddlers, Nurturing Your Child's Spiritual Life, uh, which is out on the 19th of February. And it's all about under threes basically, babies, toddlers, what can we be doing to help them to meet and know God? Um, And it's written in such a way that it's appropriate for people who are quite new to faith or on the fringes of church, that kind of thing. Um, So hopefully it's really accessible for everyone. There's no like weird jargon or things you won't understand. Um, But just to really help us get thinking right from the very earliest days, from pregnancy or waiting to adopt um, and when we've got little ones around the house how we can be helping them as well so we're really excited about that and we are launching it with a conference Um, we're going to have a morning on zoom a training morning on the 11th of february and you can sign up for that and it's 10 pounds and that includes a pre-release copy of the book posted to your house so absolute bargain Um, We've got lots of little short seminars just thinking about how you can use this book in your home, in your church. We're going to be thinking about toddler groups, pregnancy groups, um, infant baptism, all that kind of stuff. Um, So just wanted you guys to be the first to know and give you a little bit of a heads up. But on to today's episode. Um, I'm going to be sharing in a moment a bit of what's going on at my house and uh, how that's made me think. We're going to have a question and answer session uh, with Rachel from a question that was sent in talking about um, someone who's praying with their under fives when it hurts and sometimes it still hurts they pray and God doesn't make it all better straight away we've all been in that situation Um, so should that change how we pray what should we do so Rachel's going to be delving into that and then um, for our wildcard section we are going to talk to the brilliant Simon Parry of All Star Kids Club on um, what it's like when you go on a bit of a financial adventure Some of you may have been doing this for a a long time, uh, living by faith or kind of stepping out without a regular income. I know a lot of uh, us have had our circumstances changed by COVID and the pandemic and all that kind of thing going on. Um, And he just shares really honestly and openly about what that's been like for his family and how he explains that to his kids and they kind of walk that together. So really looking forward to that. But let's kick off and... um, Think about what's going on right now. I don't know if you've got your Christmas decorations out yet, whether you've uh, risked going up to the loft or going into that cupboard and uh, working out what is in the box, what you shoved in there in January last year and you can't really remember. The stuff that's been there years and years and years, the stuff that you just added last year because it went with a certain colour scheme and now you're not sure. Well, I feel like we have been doing the turbocharged version of that in our house. So we are moving house in a couple of weeks. Well, swapping houses, actually. It's a long story. It's very complicated. Um, But as part of that process, we have been rediscovering old things. Uh, We've been decluttering some things that aren't working anymore. And some of those are things that we really loved or there was a time they worked really well for us or our family. Um, And I've actually just paused and looked at our season of life and went, "Uh, why do we still have this? This does not work for us anymore. 
And the other thing that we've been doing is just moving some things to different places. So saying, yes, this thing is still useful, it's still good, but it doesn't need to function as this anymore. We can put it in a different room or a different place and it'll work a little bit better. And that got me thinking about the need to do this spiritually. So we're all going to move through different stages of our lives, aren't we? Some of them are expected. We know our kids are going to grow up. They're not going to stay in that baby stage forever or primary school forever. Um, and one day we will be empty nesters. And some have been really unexpected, like, say, a pandemic arriving. Nobody had that on their to-do list for this year. But we have these different stages, these kind of highs and lows and bumps and twists and turns in our life. And our spiritual life can be a little bit like that as well. You know, just like any other relationship, we go through different stages in our walk with God. So we can have phases where we feel really close to him by chatting to him in bed at night, maybe, where we just want to learn loads about him or about a specific topic by listening to audiobooks or podcasts. Um, we can have meh seasons, I've called it. <laughs> you know, the meh, where you just kind of struggle to say anything to God. You know he's there. You know he's for you. You're really grateful for that, but you just don't have a lot to say. We can have times where we really like praying with others. We really value their support and their input. And times where we just want to be on our own with God. We can have times where we just want to mull on one Bible verse for ages. And times where we're really into a Bible study or reading program. Uh, we want to go a bit deeper or in bigger chunks. And frankly, there's lots of just drifting times where we're kind of wondering how to connect or what to do next. Sort of in between or I'm not quite sure what season I'm in right now. Um, so I just thought I'd share a couple of things that different ways that I've connected with God at different seasons in my life. Now, all of these at some point have worked brilliantly for me. And at other points, they have been a total disaster. So um, it's not about the thing itself. It's not even about my personality, I think. It's just about the season of life and where I'm at and what's going on. Um, so I had a while, for example, where I used to connect with God on the walk back from the school run. Um, I do that at the moment a bit, actually. I have I get to walk home by myself um, and that is just a brilliant time to chat to God about my day and kind of connect with him. I had a phase when I had small um, children where I used to have some God time in their nap times. I was ridiculous about it. I remember chatting to a mentor and saying, I finally got it all sorted. I, you know, I was very structured. I was that kind of person. Apologies if you're not. Uh, but I said, right, I've got two nap times, one's for cleaning the house and one's for talking to God. And uh, my mentor at the time very wisely said, um, you know, that's going to change, isn't it? How are you going to um, deal with that? What are you going to do instead? And I was horrified. I thought I'd just got it nailed and it had, I hadn't even thought that things were going to change. Um, but uh, if you work and you have a lunch break, I've had times where that's been a really good time of connection. Um, I've had seasons where I like to listen to something in bed before I get up. Um, Lectio 365 is quite good for that or prayers you go, those sorts of things. I've had seasons where I've met up with friends for coffee and we've kind of prayed and talked stuff through. I really miss that in this uh, in this season. So some of you might be struggling with that as well. Um, or kind of WhatsApp prayer groups, that kind of thing. I've had phases where I've had a verse for the day or prayer lists on my phone, all of those sort of things. But none of my point is none of those things have worked for me forever. I haven't been like, this is my pattern and rhythm with God. And that is it. That is what we are going to do. Exactly. Um, there have been times where I need to rediscover old things, times where I need to declutter things and times where I need to take something and adapt it, move it to a different place or a time or a space. So I wanted to ask us three questions this week. Number one, 
Is there something that you used to do with God that you might want to retry or pick back up? Maybe pause for a moment or a later point in the day if you don't have time right now. But is there something you used to do which actually really helped you connect with God and you haven't done it for a while? Why don't you take a moment and rediscover it? Secondly, is there something that you're doing out of habit or routine or just because you don't know what to replace it with that you need to stop? Is there something that actually you think of it in kind of the spiritual category, but it's not really helping you connect with God right now? And you just need to say, OK, let's pause. Let's get rid of that for the moment. And thirdly, are there any ways you connect with God that might work better if you shifted them to another part of your day, week or month? So take online church, for example. Um, I know some people love it. Some people hate it. Everything in between. But it might be that online church, for example, doesn't work for you at the time that it's broadcast. But if you were to watch it at a different time or to attend a different surface, um, that might be exactly what you need. So just be creative and see if some small tweaks can change that up and, yeah, help. And whatever you do, guys, make sure to create windows for your children. So all that means is let them see or hear a little bit of how you connect with God. So uh, leave the door open or do it if they're in the house, do it out loud rather than just in your head or mention it later. Say, hey, while you're at school, I um, wanted to chat to God about something and I'm trying doing it in my lunchtimes at the moment. Um, explain what you're doing and why and maybe what changes you've made and why. If this sparks something in you and you try something different, then try that. And uh, don't be afraid to share when stuff doesn't work too. It's really helpful for our kids to know that just because a way of connecting with God isn't working right now doesn't mean your whole relationship with him needs to be scrapped. Hello, this is Rachel Turner, and uh, this is the question and answer section of the podcast. And uh, we received a podcast question from Naomi. We really love your questions and your comments and anything you want to send to us, really. We pray for you all and we love you and so any connection makes us feel connected to you so we appreciate this and uh really uh love these questions i love the honesty and and getting a little window into what's going on in your life so today's question is uh from naomi and it is this i have two under fives two and a half years and nine months bless you and your energy and we pray for stamina for you right now when they hurt themselves i give it a kiss better and we say a short prayer asking jesus to make it better oh that's lovely that was me the lovely bit uh recently my eldest was surprised when his hand was still hurting even though we prayed it made me wonder if we should be doing those quick arrow prayers or what language we should use if we carry on doing them uh thanks really love the podcast thank you uh Yes, I I love that you've created a pattern here where when you give it a kiss better, then you also invite God to come and make it better too, that you are saying God is here, he's in the room, he's ready to respond in any way. And so you don't just need my kisses, let's ask Jesus to do what he can do. And so I love that pattern. It's a massive statement of framing for your kid, where God is and what's happening. And it can be uh, stressful when it comes to things like healing or asking God really for anything. And often kids um, expect it to be uh, immediate. You know, we ask them for something and, and, uh, and we expect it to pop up. And there are times where it will pop up and there are times where it won't pop up. Uh, and so um, this is a good process to walk with your kid. So I would suggest that you don't stop doing it because when you stop doing it, you're saying, oh, 
you know, we're going to stop asking God for things because if he doesn't do it, then it's disappointing. I think it's really helpful to walk through those things. So if you pray for healing and it doesn't disappear, it doesn't uh, get healed, it doesn't instantly stop hurting, then to be able to talk about how you feel about those things. Um, sometimes it can help to give space for God. So when you do your little pop-up things, you, I like how you call them quick arrow prayers. So you kiss the knee, and then uh, you say, oh, Jesus, you know, please come make it better. Um, one, give it a little bit of space. You may be doing this already, but uh, sometimes it's just to give it five seconds while we wait for God to do something because uh, because we need to train our kids that God is responding. So we don't just send up the arrow prayer, but we ask God to do something and we wait for him to do something. And then afterwards, what you can do is frame it by saying, thank you, God, for all the things we can see, all the things you do that we see and what we don't see. And then you can say, how's it feeling? Okay, well, what do you think God was doing in that time? Uh, because sometimes we're looking at our hurt knee, but God may have been giving us bravery or may have been wiping away our tears or he may have been giving us strength. And so you can sort of frame it to say, you know, God was doing something. Sometimes we can see it, sometimes we don't. So we live in expectation. You don't say expectation, but you're creating a sense of saying, you know, we ask God to do something and we know he's doing something. And sometimes we see it and sometimes we don't, but I'm so glad that God is doing it. So to say, thank you for the things that you're doing and to look for what we can see can be a helpful way of sort of pivoting it. And if he gets a point where he's really disappointed, then there's all these conversations of saying, you know, of mm, sometimes when I ask Jesus to make something better and it doesn't happen, I get sad. And I tell God about that. Why don't we tell God, God, I feel sad, my knee's still hurting. Um, please give me a hug. And you can sort of turn it back to conversation with God. So you in this, this season are teaching your son how to see where God is in the room, ask him to do something, know that he is moving, whether we can see it or not, and live in thankfulness, but also process our emotions when um, it does give us emotions about what's happening. Does that make sense? So there's so much you could be doing with that. So I'd say keep going with it because I think it's absolutely beautiful what you are doing. For our wildcard section, I am really pleased that I got some time and space to chat to Simon Parry from All Star Kids Club. Um, and I just wanted to talk to him a little bit about the adventure of living by faith and what it's like to um, financially be really reliant on God and how to explore that and explain that as a family. Um, and he just shares brilliantly. So here's our conversation. So I'm here with Simon Parry. Um, Simon, you have been extraordinarily bold. Um, you've stepped out in faith to do your ministry full time and that's brought with it a certain financial adventure. How have you explained that to your kids? And do you have any advice for other parents who are trying to navigate a similar sort of financial precariousness in ministry and explain to their kids <laughs> what's going on? Uh, yeah, sure. So, so yeah, so uh, three and a half years ago, we we left full-time employment to do this all-stars kids ministry full-time. Yeah. Uh, and because we worked for a church all our lives, we don't have savings. We don't own a house. All the usual stuff when you work for a church. Yeah. You know, you don't work in kids ministry to make money. Uh, no. So we don't have any money. So we we had this, and God moved us to a place that's fairly expensive to live. Yeah. In Buckinghamshire, which is like uh, God's sense of humor, I think. Anyway, so <laughs> we, we, yeah, so three and a half years ago, we stepped out in faith. We said, okay, look, we'll do this. We, and we, you know, we had nothing to fall back on. And um, for us, um, 
we felt that was what God was calling us, calling us to do. Yeah. Uh, and from day one, we included the kids in that discussion and when we prayed about it, um, that they would be made aware. I mean, like I said, we worked for a church all our lives. So they've never known us having loads of money. <laughs> it's not like, oh, no, Dad, we lose the horses or, you know, like yeah. we can't travel, go skiing three times a year. Like, So they, they never had, you know, that kind of lifestyle. Yeah. So I think it might be helpful yeah. to a point. Um, uh, and there's always been an element of, of trusting God for provision, even working for a church, because, you know, that that's that's often how you live and stuff and, and gifts and blessings and stuff. Um but so so we included our kids from 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 the outgo really and and all through the three and a half years um, they've been uh, included in as much as we felt appropriate um, things we're praying for as a family so whether it's mm. the rent whether it's the car whether it's um, whatever it is like God we don't have this and we need this so we're going to pray into this yeah we would pray into that as a family we would include the kids and so we as a family we would sit and pray. Uh, for for God's provision and mm. um and and you know there would be moments as as a dad and as a husband I'm like God what am I doing is this the right thing because I want to provide for my kids and my wife I want I'd love to own a home one day I'd love to think we can go on a holiday and not worry about or I'd like to take my wife out for coffee and not think where am I going to find that twelve pounds you know yeah. or little things that you think come on and we live in an area where there's there's a lot of wealth and people have multiple holidays and do all that kind of stuff yeah. And that's often been quite, quite challenging. Mm. Um, but we're like, but no, God, you call, call us to do this and we'll, we're going to do this until you say otherwise. Um, uh, but along this journey, we've seen just ridiculous provision and, and the stuff our kids have seen has been just mind blowing. And like literally, you know, uh, I mean, I could tell about well, just quickly a couple of stories. Yeah, just go over for the it. Um, uh, I think it was a couple of summers ago we were like, um, yeah, we we done a holiday club and the kids were like, so daddy, where are we going on holiday? And they're like, well, we don't actually have any money for a holiday this year. Um, so we'll hang around here. We might see some friends and do stuff. And that was a Sunday uh, afternoon. And then we get um, out of the blue, we get a, a message um, from someone um, who said, Simon, um, can you confirm your bank details? I'm like, well, yeah, that's a bit strange thing. But yeah, this is, that gets correct. He's like, great. We've just transferred some money to you. Uh, we felt God say to give you a gift for a holiday. Um, and the thing is, we, we just sat down on the sofa as a family, having said we don't have the money, but let's let's ask God for a holiday. We prayed. Half an hour later, that email comes through. Amazing. Uh, so we were like, okay, family meeting, everyone back on the sofa. I'm like, you know, we just prayed as a family for this. Yeah. Guess what? Someone's given us a gift. Um, and, and we've had that throughout this three and a half years. We've had that happen. <laughs> All the, all the time isn't right because that's you know but but frequently yeah but but often with get a provision for a purpose so that was you know a whole money a gift for a holiday and yeah. at the time we had rent to pay we had a tire to put on the car and stuff that we could have used the money for or shopping you know just to be able to eat yeah like but no that's been given for that purpose so and and uh and from the day we stepped out in faith, we we said to each other, my wife and I, that you know we will honour that. If people, if gifts are given for a purpose, we will mm. use it for that purpose. Yeah. So we had a holiday, and that was amazing. And then uh, most recently, um, our car was was really becoming quite ill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lots of issues going wrong with it, and we'd have big bills, and we we're like, God, this car, and it wouldn't start, and it would break down, and we just thought, oh, yeah. let's go with a new car. And Annie, our youngest, who's who's now six. Um, for almost a year, 
every night before bed, she prayed, dear Jesus, thank you for all these things. Thank you for, you know, all the usual stuff, but dear Jesus, please, would you give us a new car? Amen. Every night without fail. Yeah. Um, so flashback a year on, uh, which was last, uh, May, uh, out of the blue, uh, someone comes up and says, uh, someone's given you a gift, um, to buy a car. And we're like, okay. And it wasn't like, here's the key to someone's old car. It was like, there's an amount of money being yeah. given to you to go and choose a car. Wow. Uh, <clears throat> and we, we'd never spent that much on a car in our lives. Yeah. Like never. Uh, uh, but we were like, and at the time, again, we had rent to pay and we had all these other things. Yeah. We're like, well, just buy, do we spend half of it on a car, get an older, cheaper car, and then use the rest for stuff that we like, no, it's been given for this purpose. Yeah. Uh, and we had, so we had this amount, we went and bought a car, which felt ridiculous. Like, you know, <laughs> by faith, we have no money. We're buying a car. It just seemed, you know, just seemed bonkers. But we like, no, we honor that. And we want to honor the person and, you know, because God's yeah, yeah. clearly spoke to them. So we did that. And we're like, but we still have, <laughs> uh, I think it's three or six months rent to pay. We don't have that yeah. and other stuff. We just spent this money on a jolly car. <laughs> um, anyway, then out of the blue, a friend of ours came to visit and, and, and they just uh, inherited some, some money. And, um, and they, for the first time in, I think most of the married life, were debt free. And we, we celebrated with them like, this is so good and thank you, God. And then right at the end, they said, and, and we just felt God prompt us to give you a gift. Um, and that gift was just the amount for the rent. Amazing. And we're like, oh, so, we, so we've seen that. Yeah. Uh, you know, but that's not without the, the pain. There's been times where we've been in tears of and we've course. been crying out to God, God, where are you? How do we do this? How do we pay this? And how do we, how do we get those new shoes that no one needs? Or how do we, we, you know, we've been there too. Um, yeah. Um, but I think for me as a, as a parent, uh, you know, having our kids in the journey with us, understanding it, we haven't kept it secret. They're, they're aware, you know, when we need rent, we praise a family. When we need this, we praise a family. Mm. Um, but for me as a dad, looking back, just to see the, the provision my kids have seen God do and just, you know, almost the impossible at times, but just the practical things that like God cares about us, but he also cares that we have a holiday and a break. So we haven't had well, that. That's important yeah, to him. Yeah. And, and, and they've seen God do stuff that, you know, I, I'm grateful for. And I, I'm just thankful God. They've seen that now in their life, in their early teens and stuff that they will carry They will, they will remember these stories and, um, uh, and I love it that our youngest, you know, when stuff happens, she's just like, well, let's pray. Let's pray for it, daddy. That's I'm like, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's what that's they've the seen you do. Yeah. Yeah. That's the first thing we should do before we kind of go, oh, God, where are you? It's like, actually, yes, honey, let's just sit and ask God and pray for this. And and it's not like I said, it's not always been in the way we imagine. And, and you know, uh, there are times where there, there, there literally is nothing in the bank. There's like there's nothing left. But somehow. You know, and and it's those times when you do, you know, you do your annual tax returns and all this kind of stuff. And you think, so that's all that came in all year. Yeah. How? How is that possible? <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, it's God's economy. It's like, you know, so, so for an answer to your question about how do you explain to your kids? And um, for us, it's been very much involving the kids. We've not kept it secret or separate to our family life. And yeah, because, you know, you know, our kids love the Lord. Our love, our kids um, believe in what God can do. They believe in miracles, and that's something as a family we believe in that God is still alive and well. He's still doing miraculous stuff today. And uh, and and I think for the last three and a half years, I think it's been awesome for our kids to see God do the miraculous. Um, 
yeah, you know, whether it's healings and stuff, but also just the practical stuff, provision as a family um, to do what we do. And it's funny, I, I remember um, my son at, at school, there was the whole something about what your parents do kind of thing and yeah. parents were coming in and, and I was like, no, what on earth do you say to your friends? Or your <laughs> What's your dad do? And he's like, well, my dad's is producing. He makes really awesome kid stuff. I'm like, wow. And for me, that was just like, that's what my son thought. And yeah. like, it wasn't like my dad's kind of does this weird stuff. He's like, no, my dad does this really cool stuff. And um, so they know the heart we have to, to do what we do. Yeah. Um, uh, and they're for that. And and I, I'm super grateful. But I think part of that has been that we've included them in this journey. It's yeah. like, this is who we are as a family. This is what God's called us to do. And and uh, and it may be for a season. It may be for the next 20 years. Who knows? But but as a parent, we've included them in in this walk with the Lord. And it's been super fruitful, not just in provision, but as a family and for our kids to see them seeing God do stuff. And and um, and also, but, but you know, and the crazy thing is them seeing us able to bless other people, which seems impossible because like, hey, well, we don't have anything, but... Uh, and I love that. So, um, yeah. But for me, I think for my kids to have that that heart too, that you know, mm. growing up, they're like, "Hey, it's trusting God and what we have, we're able to give and bless others with, and and it's all God's in the end." And and um, yeah, that's been awesome to see. So, yeah, so that's been our journey the last three and a half years, and uh, no idea what's going to happen next. <laughs> no, and that's part of it, isn't it? But brilliant. Thank you for sharing so openly and so honestly. I think that's going to be really helpful. And as usual, a question to ask your kid to spark an interesting conversation. Why don't you ask them, when Jesus hurt himself when he was here on earth, what do you think he did? Have a great conversation. We will be here next week. Bye. Thank you for downloading the Parenting for Faith podcast. A new episode will be released next week. And why not look at parentingforfaith.org to watch the free eight-session course, to get in touch, or to find out about training and events near you.